Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker, author, and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Unlimited Access series, where Dr. Jones teaches on various aspects of Christian prayer. Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, believers have unlimited access to dialogue with our Father in heaven. Now let's join them for today's message. Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 5, it says, When you pray, you are not to be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners, so that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you pray, go into your inner room. Close your door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. But they suppose they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them. For your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your father will not forgive your transgressions. Today's title is The Way to Praise. Now, if many of you all were like me, when I was a young kid, I would get a new video game. You know, when I was coming up, it was Nintendo. I was the kid. I would pop open the box, get it open, put the game in and get the plan and get the plan and forget reading instructions. Right. Who has time to read the instructions? Who has time to read the, man, the manual? I'm a kid. I want to play. I get in and just be playing. But I would always find myself getting to a level, no matter how good I would get, I would get to a level and feel like I was stuck. And I couldn't get past that level to the next level. And, I, and, I, and, I, and the more I would try, the more I would try, the more I would try. And then finally, you always had that one friend who read the manual, and he would come over to your house, and he'd like, oh, all you got to do is X, Y, Z. And it's like, oh. And then you get to the next level, and all of a sudden you find yourself winning once you got the information that was given from the one who made the game, you actually got the instructions and in how to move from level to level to level so that you can be winning in what you're participating in. This is somewhat true when it comes to our prayer time and us talking with the Lord and, and us praying to the Lord, because sometimes we can find ourselves stuck because we haven't really realized how God really wants us to approach him. You know, how God wants us to talk to him, the the relationship that he desires that we have for him as we go to him in prayer. And in this passage, Jesus touches on this because he wants his disciples. Because this is the Sermon on the Mount. He wants his disciples and even those hearing those ones that's, that's listening in as he talks to his disciples so that his disciples, those who follow him, those who trusted in him, know how to approach the Lord and approach the Lord with the expectancy that God is actually hearing and is going to respond. 
Because it's one thing to just be talking, but it's a whole other thing when you go to the Lord and you have an expectancy because you know God is true to his character and he's told you how he wants you to come to him. Jesus says, I don't want you to be like the hypocrites that pray because they pray. But what they doing? Mm. See, the first thing Jesus wants us to understand is this, that our prayers are really to an audience of one. It's an audience of one. You know, it's, it's not for show. It's, it's not that it's not not to be seen because some people do a lot of it's like sometimes you see people do good in the world. But they, it's like they crave the recognition and you start to question, are you really doing this out of your heart? Or do you just want to be seen and be looked upon as somebody who's actually a nice person or a good person? Somebody who actually has a, a compassionate heart. So Jesus says when it comes to this conversation that you have with the Lord, because one of the things I'm driving home, I want you to understand prayer is not a monologue. It's not you just talking. It's actually a dialogue. You ought to pray with expectancy that God is going to answer you. That God is going to respond. He is going to reveal to you what he has for you. He says, do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogue and on the street corners and want to be seen by people for they have received their reward in full. You know what Jesus is saying? He was saying, when they do that, they receive their reward. You know, as people walk by and they say, oh, that's that's a holy man. That's 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 a that's a holy woman. He said that's about as big a reward that they're going to receive right there. Recognition from men and women. That's it. That's all they get. Why? Because they are not doing it from a sincerity of heart as trusting in the Lord. It's for sure. Jesus says, when you stand and you pray, that's not how I want you to do. It. He says, I want you to go into the inner room. You know, that's, that's a room without windows. See, he's making this contrast. He said, you got the one on the street corners to be seen. Now I want you to go in the inner room in secret. He's using another extreme on the side. He said, I want you to go into a room where can't nobody see you. It's just you and the Lord. Because why? Your expectancy, your anticipation is out of your relationship because I'm actually going to have a conversation with my God. And I don't want anything getting in the way. Jesus said, that's the attitude I want you to have. I want you to have this focus. See, that's one of the reasons that when we pray, like even when we pray together, when we say, you know, everybody bow your head and close your eyes. What we're trying to do is create a posture so that you can focus actually in your conversation with the Lord. Because you can be very easily distracted. That's why we create that posture, because we want people to focus on the Lord in those moments. So when we say bow your head and close your eyes, it's not a ritual. It's not like, oh, they're about to hit and close their eyes. I'm going to answer. God is not acting like that. What he wants is you to focus. He want to focus. No distractions. So Jesus says, I want you to go in this inner room and I want you to pray. See, the purpose is out of relationship. It's out of relationship. Our conversation with the Lord is understanding who we are as sons and daughters of the most high God. And God wants us to have that conversation with him. We got to get rid of the rituals. What, what do I mean by that? Uh, some things we do, they're not bad in themselves, but we think if we do it a certain way, you know, like when we, we get our food, what do we do? We've been trained a lot of times in the church and as Christians, he's like, hey, say grace. The reason we say grace is we say grace out of thankfulness that God has provided the meal. And we say, and we do pray that he, you know, it'd be healthy and nourishing to our bodies. Yeah. But it's not abracadabra. And so many times we wave Jesus's name like it's a magic wand at the end of the prayer. Like, OK, it's almost like if we if I do this regimen, if I say it like this and do it like this and if I do it like this and if I go through these steps and then wrap it up at the end in Jesus name done. 
And it's like, no, when we say in Jesus name, we're saying it is in accordance with the character and the will of God. So if we're going to pray in Jesus name, it is a prayer that's within the character and will of God. Instead of understanding it's a out of a grateful heart and it's out of a relationship and what God has done for us and how he loves us. He says we're praying to an audience of one. And we're doing so out of relationship with him. It's not to be seen and it's not to be entertained and it's not a ritual. That's why he says it's not in this murmuring or in this babbling or, you know, our, our version we read today says these meaningless words that would happen. Sometimes we think if we say a whole lot of words and we just keep saying them over and over and over in repetition, you know, then, then that, that's what works. When in actuality, we don't pray prayers. We actually pray. So there's not this certain time that we need to pray so that God will hear us. There's not the, this, this certain type of ritual that we need to go through for God to hear us. And there's not this certain type of language or repetition that needs to occur so that God will hear us. God wants us to talk to him out of sincerity or heart through relationship we have with Jesus Christ. And I want you all to understand that. I mean, God wants you to come bearing your heart. That's why when you read the Psalms, the Psalms are some of the realest prayers you'll ever read. They are sincere. When David cries out, and I'm a paraphrase, David is like, God, where are you? Where were you? They're trying to kill me. Are you not here? Are you not listening? Some of us, we kind of think like, man, you don't talk to God like that. But David understood his relationship with the Lord. He was like, God, this is how I feel. But then David would always go back to the, to the truth of who God is and what God said he will do. That's why you'll see that move in the Psalms a lot of times through the psalmist. They'll start bearing their heart and then they end with God's truth. This prayer thing is a conversation. It's a conversation. It's a dialogue. And it's not for show. It's not, the, it's not a repetition of word. It's not, it's not babbling so they got to hear. It is a conversation that he wants to have with us. Jesus gives us somewhat of a recipe in here and how we go to the Lord. He says, I don't want you to don't approach the Lord like this, but do like this. And then he gives us this this model prayer. Sometimes it's called the Lord's Prayer. I actually like to call it the disciples prayer because it's, it's for disciples to pray. The Lord's Prayer is, you know, we see that in John in 17 when the Lord is actually talking to his father. So uh, when I use that language, you know what I'm saying now. So in his disciples prayer, he gives us and he says, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. In verse nine and 10, he's acknowledging God and his sovereignty. So when we go to God, we got to go go to God in, the, in, in, in an attitude and understanding that this is the big dog. He is the big way. He is the it, it, he's in charge. He sits on the throne. I mean, he's not dependent on me. I am dependent on him. So I approach him as such that he he, he rules. He's in charge. He's sovereign. In verse 11, Jesus gives us, we ask God to provide for our needs each day. Each day, because this attitude, like, I'm dependent on God each day. I had a conversation recently, and I said, man, I start to grasp, because of my short NFL career, uh, I start to grasp those scriptures that when they talk about, you know, don't, don't boast in your riches, don't, don't, don't trust in your riches, don't trust in your wealth. Because I've seen people have money today. And then tomorrow, gone. I love it. It says some boasting chariots, some boasting horses, but we are boasting the name of the Lord. I, I get that now. Because at one moment you can be on top and everything can be all good. And you think I'm set for life. I'm listening to somebody on the radio the other day. And they were talking about, you know, a professional athlete. like said, you know, when did you get life changing money? They said, what's life changing money? When you get all the money, you don't have to work no more. And I was like, man, that stuff can be gone like that. 
We hope this message is blessing you today. Before we continue, we want you to know about Point Ministry resources. Please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org and subscribe to receive our refuel devotional and view other discipleship materials. Our goal is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Now let's rejoin Dr. Jones for the rest of today's message. He says, it is a daily dependence on God to provide. That's the attitude that we come to, to the Lord. We're asking him to continue to provide daily. Then he has a plea in verse 12, a plea for forgiveness of sins. And it's connected to our heart of forgiveness. That's one of the sides we, you know, we... Most times we pray, uh, you know, folk that done us wrong. God, you need to do something with them. But then very, very few times we actually pray for ourselves in our own hearts. And like God, like, and like God, I got this boss and uh, he mistreats me. You know, he do me wrong. He don't, he don't give me credit when I'm supposed to have it. But you know what, God, I, do something in my heart. Help me to be able to handle this. Help me to forgive. I don't want to carry this burden. I don't want to carry this, this, this bitterness at work. Because I want to put you on display. Yeah. I want to show the joy of the Lord in my life. I don't be walking around here all sour. He says, our forgiveness from the Lord is connected to how we forgive. And he has this request for protection and deliverance from evil, from the evil one, from Satan. How often are we praying that each day that, Lord, guide my steps, Lord, keep me from temptation. Keep me from the evil one, Lord. Put a hedge of protection around me. Let me walk in your favor, Lord. Let me, let me not be tempted to, to sin against you. Let me not be tempted to, to misrepresent you. Let me, let me not fall short, Lord. Hold me up. I need your help. He says, this is how we ought to go to the Lord. This is a recipe. And that prayer, yes, it's great to pray those words. I'm not saying don't pray those words, but what I'm saying is when you read through the rest of the scriptures, when you read through the, through the epistles and what the apostles say, they don't repeat this word for word. What it is, it's a model for us and how we ought to approach the Lord. So, yes, you can pray those very words. At the same time, there's a sentiment that comes out of that, that as we talk, every time we talk to the Lord, we come in that full attitude of he's sovereign. We're dependent. He provides for our needs. Lord, we are thankful for your forgiveness and our sins, Lord, continue to wash me and make me new and keep me from the evil one, Lord. That's the recipe he gives us. Because out of that, we have correct expectations. We have correct anticipation in how he's going to respond and how he's going to do something. Because it's, it's important to know that, uh, you know, I, I remember I worked in the school system and there came a time where the seniors, because of my position as community liaison, I would do recommendation letters for graduating seniors. And I remember I got word that one of the students was talking to some of the other students and wanted and needed a recommendation from me. But this student used to act a plum fool at school, you know, giving teachers problems, skipping class, walking in the halls, disrespectful to the administration. I mean, not doing stuff and coming to the point of graduation. Now they need. And I was sitting there like and they came in my office and it was a couple of students. And I said, I, I want to be honest. This is not to be mean. I said, I cannot in sincerity and honestly write what you need on that paper for a recommendation. 
I can't do it because you've not displayed anything for me in sincerity. Now, I could lie for you. I could lie. But that that that's that that that's a hit on my integrity. That's a hit on me. And, and if somebody receives you and then they go and you start acting like you've been doing, then they're going to look at me and they're not going to take my word anymore. Why? Because I lied about you and you went and just showed who you were. So I actually gave him, I didn't just leave them stuck out there. I kind of gave him a plan of how to, you know, what they need to be doing and what I want to see the rest of the semester. And then we'll talk. See, that person was scared because they, 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 they knew they had been doing stuff right. And they, so coming with an expectation, it was, it was low. And that was, that was, that was actually correct because I, I, I wasn't giving that. You know, I, I couldn't write that. I say that on the flip side because as we approach the Lord in this manner, we can actually be approaching him with correct expectations that he will respond in kind. Like, just as he said, the one who prays in the wrong way as, as the hypocrites, they've received their reward. If they have received their reward doing that, how much more as we approach him as he's called us to? How much more will he respond and lead us and guide us as we come to him as he has called us to? These things are, it's actually going to be, be, be liberating for us. Because, you know, when we're growing in our relationship with him, when we're growing and maturing in God's word, you know, it's it's it. We actually come gratefully and excitedly as we pray and talk to him. You know, it's it's like this. When you wanted to get something from your mom or dad. Like when you when you had something big to ask, what did you do? You know, you, you got on your best behavior. You clean your room without asking. You would do extra stuff, and you and you trying to butter them up. Now, as a parent, I know. We, the parents knew. I look back and like, yeah, they knew. They knew what was going on. They're like, yeah, this, it's about to come. Well, they did. They went through all this stuff because they knew it. It's like, man, I, I got an expectation because I know if I'm not doing stuff I'm not supposed to do, if I come and ask, they're going to be like, you know, what is going on? You come to parents and stuff is all out of whack and, and stuff is not going right and stuff is not doing like it's supposed to. It's like you, you, you don't come with a confidence. Our Heavenly Father has told us how to come to him and he told us what he's going to deliver to us. He's going to give us grace when we need it. He's going to give us mercy when we need it. He's going to give us peace as we need it. He's going to provide for all our needs as we need it. Yeah. Uh, That's why he says we can have this expectation even when it comes to when he says this, 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 this sin issue and this forgiveness as you know, we have this expectation as we grow in our heart of forgiveness of others. We have this expectation. We know that even in the midst of our mistakes and as, as we fall short, God is continually to watch us. They cleanse us and forgive us of all unrighteousness. He said, we have this correct expectation on what God is doing. One of the things I'm going to give you from a, from a practical side is this. I'm going to give you a little, a little formula on how we can, um, there's something that can help you out. If it helps, great. You know, you don't have to use this, but it's, and it, and it's, the, it's called the Acts model prayer. The acts. Yeah. The A for adoration. All right. So when you pray, you can start off and you think about acts. OK. Adoration. I'm going to adore the Lord. So I'm going to start off and I'm going to acknowledge God, his position and his glory, like who he is. So when I start off, I'm like, God, you're my God. You sit on the throne. You reign. I, I, I love you. You are my everything. 
You hear that? You hear how simple that was? But it's just not like I'm putting a frame of mind like you are in uh, the seat confession. Lord, you because you're my everything. I, Lord, I've fallen short. I've, I've, my thoughts, some things I participated in. Lord, sometimes I've taken you for granted. I confess that to you and I'm thankful for your forgiveness. The T, Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for your forgiveness. I'm thankful for your grace. Grace, we, we use that word all the time. You know what grace is? Grace just means his unmerited favor, meaning God just continues to give us what we haven't deserved and what we work for. Like we haven't earned it. Yet he continues to bless us. This thankfulness of what he's done and what he's promised to do. And then S, supplication. Right. I mean, request. Like you can actually ask God. I, I talked about this last week. You can be specific to God. Be specific. Like, Lord, I, I got this. I got a car issue. Lord, I'm praying. Matter of fact, God, I'm praying. I need a new car. And I'm praying that either give me the provision to buy a new car or give me provision if somebody want to donate or a used car or something. Lord, I need, this is what I need, Lord. Be specific. But the reason I'm saying be specific is because it is. So when God answers, <laughs> you know it's God. Now you look at it and be like, man, hold up, hold up. When you write it down, I'm even write it down. So because what happened is two years later down the road, you may be in a situation that you're feeling a little doubtful, like God not listening to you, like God's not doing something. You may be feeling like God's not listening to me. And you can look back and say, hold up. I do remember I prayed specifically and I saw God specifically answer that prayer. Uh I've seen God answer specifically prayers like you wouldn't imagine. Over the last year and a half, I've asked for very specific things and God has provided them specifically. And most times it's in his time and not mine. Right. Right. But when I look back, it was right in the time that was needed. That X model prayer, that's something that you can use. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving and supplication, asking him. And you know what? Just like when we grow stuff, when the conditions are right. You know, you you put a seed in the ground, you, you dig and you plant it, you put some fertilizer down. And as the conditions are correct with sunlight and, and water and everything, you, you, you see growth, you see maturity, you see fruit. See, sometimes our prayers may just be a seed being planted. And as the conditions are right and as we're approaching God in the right way and, and as we're, we're trusting God like he's called us to. And then the expectancy is for God to be who he says he is. And we'll start to see growth and we'll start to see maturity. And you'll start to see fruit. Mm-hmm. Right. And our prayers, I love that word. Our prayer time is us even cultivating our relationship and our trust in God. Mm-hmm. It's cultivating our, our dependence. So I start to realize I'm not even getting worried about stuff. Last week we talked about anxiety. We talked about worry. I'm not even worried about it. Yeah, it's a concern. Yeah, it's serious. But you know what? I got this peace because I just trust him and I know God's got me. We worry so much about stuff because we're not in control. The, the praise is when we realize we're really not in control, but we know who is. And when we know he's in control, then I'm not worried about anything. And I expect him to be faithful just as he is. We're talking about the way to pray. I want you all to be confident. I want you to take time each day. I want you to carve out time personally. Whether it be morning, whether it be in the afternoon, whether it be in the evening, whether it be all of the above. Whether it be, you know, it may be so, so many things going on in life. Even if it's a time that you're just driving in the car, cut off the radio. Uh-huh. Cut the radio. Just get rid of any sound. You're driving to work. Sometimes that's going to help you dealing with this South Florida traffic. Yeah. You know, your prayer specifically might be, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm behind the gun. I need some patience and peace. Because these people on the road trying my peace and my patience. Yeah. 
this week. I want you to seek out a time. I want you to write down a time today. I want you to write out a time in each day. It don't have to. It don't have to be an hour. It don't have to be two hours. How about starting off? Just I'm a, at this time. I'm gonna go just in my restroom. I'm gonna go in my closet. I'm just gonna go in my bedroom. I'm gonna close the door. And whether it be a posture that you just need to stand and put your put your hands out and head up, if that's gonna help you focus on Lord, if you need to take a knee, if you need to uh, uh, old school way they used to do in the Bible sometimes is lay prostrate. Now if you do that in the morning, let me warn you. You get up at five in the morning and lay prostrate and start thinking you're going to pray and you just starting out, you're probably going to go back to sleep. <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm being honest. Sometimes people don't, you know, they, they try you like you're not holy. Let me just be real about it. You get up at five in the morning laying down prostrate praying, you're going to be snoring. <laughs> but whatever posture is going to help you, whatever it is, we just need to sit down. We lean against the wall. Whatever it is, no distractions and just talk to him. And say, Lord, however, however it, it can go, that I, I want to hear from you. However that is. And you expect it. You anticipate it. And in his timing, he's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. He's going to direct you. He's going to answer. That's how he wants us to approach. That's the way to pray. And that's how we approach our God. Amen. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the Unlimited Access series where we learn what prayer is and how to strengthen our prayer life. If this ministry has blessed you and you would like to partner with Point Ministries, please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L jones.org. Your financial generosity keeps us on the air, and we are grateful for your faithfulness. Also, if you would like to hear more from the Unlimited Access series, please visit daryljones.org. And remember... Keep making Jesus the point.